Hey guys, I don't know if you're like me, but I love Count the Dings and everything it has to offer. I just can't find everything I need. You know, I know about Cinephobe and I know about the mailbag and I know about Bomb, but that's all we do, right, I mean? No, we do so much more. What? Yeah, absolutely. If you sign up, patreon.com slash count the dings, you'll find a plethora of other content, fresh content, extended content, the OG pod overflow, the Cinephobe cold opens that we've taken and made their own thing to live only there the re-watchingtons bomb and it's full Ooh. and unadulterated cut early drops of cinephobe episodes and so much more said the og pod now is it new or is it old mace i'm glad you asked that it is a new incarnation mm-hmm. of the old og pod oh. so it's me zach trey Waz, tom i love those guys just like we always were going back to the true hoop days mm-hmm. we're recreating that magic recapturing it and putting it back out we're talking hoops we're talking pop culture and most importantly we're talking for 40 minutes for free mm-hmm. but then another specific patreon exclusive segment for every one of those episodes funny enough about that og pod you're getting tom and trey on mondays you're getting me and waz aka zosny on wednesdays Amin's floating in between i'm a floater you never know when you're gonna get Amin in those so you gotta listen to them all and what if i'm not sure what maze looks like because i've always thought he's a fat man with a fedora he's got a weird voice how can i see for myself what this maze character actually looks like it's crazy you don't know the answer to this mm. because it's the cinephobe pod youtube page what the ct5s on the cinephobe pod youtube page you can look at all of us you can get all the og pods on youtube too at count the dings one on youtube at cinephobe pod on youtube patreon.com slash count the dings gets you everything all in one feed you can link it to your spotify and now enjoy the show Hey, listener, Zach Harper here, Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y 467369. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Las Vegas. You are tuned in to the Crazy Sex Cool Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany, and I am joined by my co-hosts, my fellow Sagittarius. We have Meek and Elizabeth. And here at Crazy Sexy Cool, we give our Black-ass millennial opinions about the crazy, the sexy, and the cool hot topics. So let's jump right into it. How y'all doing? Hey, I'm good. What's up? How you doing? How you feeling? Relaxed from Tulum? <laughs> Mexico? <laughs> How was that trip? Oh, God. I'm exhausted. I'm going to be real. I'm tired as hell. So, I'm going to just say this. This is my third week without a Red Bull. And when I tell you, every time, when I was at the airport, I'm like looking in the the stores, like, love a Red Bull to stay awake. Because, you know, flying, like, to go to Tulum, you have to fly to Cancun, and then it's a 90-minute drive to Tulum. So... I'm tired. Like, I'm not just going to Atlanta, North Carolina, New York, or whatever. This is a whole trip. It takes a whole day to get back home. So I'm just still trying to, like, get back on track. But, yeah, and not to mention that when I was there, um, things kind of got shut down by Hurricane Delta. Like, she really showed up and showed out. Like, the power went out in Cancun. It was bad. They were putting people in convention centers and schools because they were so afraid, because it was a Category 4 hurricane, that they were putting people in shelters. So, it was it was a lot. I mean, and, I think I think that was because Hurricane Delta heard that Elizabeth and Meek, you know, <laughs> was not able to make it. So she was just, she had to do that shit and shut all that shit down. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> like I kept waking up in the middle of the night checking the weather and shit because first off our Airbnb got canceled and we had to find something like last minute we finally found something it was a nice condo but you know after everybody was just like yo let's drink and it's a house full of women like so my thing is like when I'm drinking I don't like to get drunk because I get too turned up and I'd be ready to have sex. And I'm in a house full of women. No, none of y'all have what I need in this moment. Like I'm stressed, I'm drunk, I'm trying to take it out. You know. Trying to take it all the way out. (laughs) Right. Squirt it all the way out, Bethany. Trying to bust it. You said squirt it out. Trying to squirt it all the way out, Bethany. (laughs) B, B, just so you know, I've taken the Liz challenge. Oh my um, god. So like I <laughs> I've taken the Liz challenge because look, I've discovered some things about Miss <laughs> Miss Monique over there. Oh, and I was god. like, bruh, I need to learn how to fucking do that. Okay? Because do what? Can we be specific? Girl, like she saw she, a video. I saw a video and when I tell you 
the way her skirt is set up, I'm like, wait a minute, we need to wait. sell this. So, we just shared videos. We just yeah, we shared squirt we were videos. A moment where we were just sharing squirty videos. So, yeah. so were you guys like sitting beside each other, showing each other videos, or yeah. did you really, like? Yeah. We were on the patio smoking, like yeah. and like yeah. It yeah. Don't, don't no, we didn't like exclude you and like a I side chat. No, good. we were literally sitting there because we were no, talking about we it. Right. So you and, were able to capture on on camera, both of wait, you. Wait. Well, hell yeah. yeah, you can catch a squirt on camera. Like, yeah, definitely catch a squirt. But her shit is not even a squirt because a squirt is like a water gun <laughs> where you go like, pew pew, you know, like pew pew pew. Her shit is like, have you ever? Time out. Have you ever like had a broken faucet? No, listen. Have you ever had a broken faucet and tried to like turn that bitch off, but it wouldn't turn off? So then you try to like put some shit there, and then like the water just starts seeping from like, bruh. <laughs> Her shit, what? The way her square is set up, bruh. It's funny. I love her, bruh. I was like, <laughs> the fuck, bruh. I've been drinking like three big ass bottles <laughs> of fucking water. It's water intake. That's but all. I it is. The conclusion. So it's about the water. It's yeah. water intake, but also water. it's arousal. So like you know me, I had to I had to do a further further search. That was my- that was my next question. Like, so I mean, I have to it's do a more than search. just water. It is just it's more than just water. So you have to be not only hydrated, you have to be overtly hydrated. Like enough, like you know, when like in the Bible when it says your cup runneth over, we'll see her <laughs> cup. <what>. Yes, <laughs> runneth over, over. So look, it's so, so she, <laughs> so it's 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 water intake and arousal. And what I come to realize is my arousal tolerance is really fucking high. Like, so, Explain. yeah. That's the reason why my squirt ain't set up like her squirt. So like, <laughs> the way the like, the way that, so, so fellas, if y'all listening, grab a pen, grab, grab a pen and paper, so I'm about to give y'all some in, insight. Drop some jewels. So the way the vagina is set up, you gotta think of it like a penis, right? <laughs> So, like, when a penis is aroused, it gets hard. Well, when we get aroused, our clit, clitoris gets hard. And it also puffs up, too. Just like your balls, too. Like, your balls puff up, too, like, when you're aroused. The whole vagina well, swells. Yes. Yeah, the whole vagina puffs up and the clit gets hard. Listen, fellas, if that clit is not hard, there's not going to be any squirt. And if it is, it's probably going to be, like, a little drizzle. But that in order for that baby... <laughs> In order for that baby to run, like for them levees to break, like Katrina, honey, that clit gotta be hard. So you need to figure out how to make the clitoris hard. If, if that's slowly rubbing it or licking it or licking and rubbing at the same time. But I'm letting y'all know or right toy. now. Or a toy. But I'm or letting y'all toy. know right now that sandpaper rub that some of y'all motherfuckers be trying to do, you know that, that. That's not gonna do it. That's definitely <laughs> not gonna do it. And so then after you get the tutorials hard, you insert two fingers, not like going really hard once again. Insert two fingers, press up, there's a little button, and once you hit that button, if she's properly hydrated, the levees will break. Okay, and it's gonna be full on Katrina. 
everywhere. The fucking end. everywhere. <laughs> the end. This message was brought to you by <laughs> <laughs> Women Orgasms Matter. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. Actually, you know, I'm over here laughing. Let me go get my water. Shit. Well, y'all bullshitting. <laughs> See. <laughs> that's that's really good info. It's only happened to me once. I've only I've only had that happen to me one time. And how did you feel about and, it? And I was drunk. So <laughs> I feel like drunk sex, you know, I'd be lit. I, I'm more comfortable, I'm more relaxed. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're a little wild and yeah. crazy. You know, I get a little crazy. Crazy when I get <laughs> drunk. <laughs> I, uh, I drink. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know, I get a little crazy. <laughs> See, that's why I like. I miss like going to the club or even like when we used to be at work, like when me and Meek, we would go and dance. We, you know, take shots. We turned up, not not to mention we're in lingerie. We all dolled up. We feeling sexy. We mm-hmm. drinking. And then after, like, you ready to take it out on somebody. I mean, I either took it out on the stage or, yeah, yeah. or somebody yeah. got that phone call. <laughs> that pull up. <laughs> You up. What's your gate code? Leave, leave the door unlocked. You up. <laughs> Tell your doorman. Give your doorman my name. Stop playing. That one, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm on my way. Door already open. Door is open. Do During my like drunken drunk moments, I may... Sometimes... It all depends, because it's, it's like a... It's like a limit to my drunk sex. It's like it's a... It's, I definitely got to be drunk. I can't just it's be. It's levels. It's levels yeah. to it. But I can't be too saucy, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I'm I, I had drunk sex before and was, like, going down on a dude and, like, got lightheaded and threw up on his dick. Like, and that's not cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's just on not the, cool. The throw up I on mean, the he, dick, here we go. He might have, he may have liked it. I don't know if he did or not, but like I couldn't finish, you know what I'm saying? Because like it, like it wasn't, it wasn't like yeah, his dick was big, blah blah blah. But like it was also just because I was drunk that I was throwing up too. Like it was just embarrassing all the way around. Like I got cool. drunk and fell asleep. See now that part. I got <laughs> high and fell asleep. No, <laughs> now, that part. Like, different. That com- that comatose. High that you get from eating edibles, bruh. Bruh. I'm talking about like stiff. I don't know. That shit make me levitate. Light as a a feather, (laughs) stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. (laughs) (laughs) But but, see, it depends on what I drink too, because I know that tequila makes me aggressive. Mm. And I used to go off on my ex. Like, we used to get into arguments, and I'm just, like, mad belligerent and shit. But that was just honestly me wanting him to take it out on me. Like, you know. Get a little aggressive put, with you. Put, yeah. You put my face in the pillow. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I, like, I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> then I'm you pulling it face in the Tell us more, uh, Bethany. Mm. Tell us more. Tell us more. No, so, I'm telling you, tequila. Uh, spit on me, like. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a song. Cause you was like, put your head. You never heard that song. He was like, mm, how to spell it? Oh, nasty. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, he'd he go. No way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's about the, the baby. 
She know I'm nasty. Yeah. She like when I pull it out and I put it all over her ass cheeks. Oh. She don't gotta ask me. Okay, we gotta pet because we don't, we don't want ice cream coming for us, okay? I'm good. <laughs> you don't like that song? I think I like that no, song. No, thank you. You know, for you to be, you know, so L.A., first off, the Lakers just won a championship. Congratulations. Congratulations. I mean, who didn't know that? Right. If Butler accomplishes uh, uh, this, this will be like, come on, stop playing. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but for you to be so L.A., like, you love some ratchet country shit, Liz. What's what do you mean country shit? What other country shit she listen to? Bruh. She like Gucci and, and Gotti and she's sitting here listening to a baby. Like, come on. She, she don't be listening to them like that. But like, she stay listening to ratchet shit for real. <laughs> like, she be like, yo, like, she be listening to SoundCloud, my nigga. Like, <laughs> I don't have SoundCloud. That's the uh, question she listens to. She listens to the sound. like sound rappers. Right. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to the Lakers. I'm glad, you know, they won. You know, people saying, you know, do it for Kobe. Cool. I, I I appreciate that. You know, as a huge Kobe fan, I'm like, it's good for LA to get something. Because when LeBron signed with the Lakers and everybody in Vegas, because, you know, Vegas is the, you know, it's pretty close to LA. So it's a lot of Laker fans here. But I was just telling people, like, well, just because LeBron's here doesn't mean they're going to win a championship, let alone make it to the playoffs. And they didn't make the playoffs. And people thought, like, I was tripping when I said that. But I'm like, you know, as, as long as they get the right pieces, they got uh, your boy, <clears throat> Aunt Davis. Yeah, yeah, your boy. There, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Look yeah, at you, you, like, you got to, like, like, Knock that whole, <laughs> whole mic down. Y'all yeah, see that? Was a I saw that. <laughs> that was a weird championship, like, celebration to not have, like, a crowd and your family there and everybody. Like, it was just, like, quiet. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was some, but, like, we didn't get to see. You know who I really, I love LeBron James' daughter. She is the cutest little girl. I love, like, she just steals the show. She reminds me like of how um, Steph Curry's daughter, whenever she was, whenever she's on TV, she steals the show. Like she is the show. Yeah, I love her. But yeah, so um, on sex, on sex, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you be so touching on your own body. That was you last week. What did I say last week? And you was like, "Ooh, what?" I asked you, "Who did you want to see with the OnlyFans?" Are you still sticking with uh, Young Thug and Burner Boy? Yeah. Hell, <laughs> hell yeah. Burner Boy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> it's either going to go really bad or really good. You know what I'm saying? It's either I'm going to subscribe or I'm going to unsubscribe. You're going to subscribe. Come on, dog. Definitely. You're going to subscribe? Yeah. All right. So yeah. let's talk about Miss Sawati. Sawiti. Uh, her boyfriend, Mr. Migos, aka Quavo, he Punto. shared <laughs> he shared um, the DM that I guess like landed her or whatever. So he sent her a snowflake because you know she's icy, icy, 
haters want to fight me or whatever, however the song goes. Uh, and then she sent him back a bowl of soup, which I am going to assume means stir fry because the Migos have a song called stir fry. That's the only explanation I have because a bowl of soup just of, of noodles. I don't, I don't get it, but yeah, I don't get that either. And so he responds, he says, you so icy. I'm a glacier boy. And like, <sighs> okay. <laughs> And she said, what's happening then? (laughs) Say it again, B. Say it again. What's happening then? Mm. You know, ghetto love. Mm -hmm. She from the Bay. She Mm -hmm. from the Bay. But happening is like a a Southern thing, ain't it? When I think of happening, I think of the Yin Yang twins and shit. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's who I think of. Like, yeah, like, ever since he shared this, he has given men the confidence to throw snowflakes in these women's DMs. Did y'all get any? I got one. No. They know not to send me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, uh, yeah, no. Like, people, the, the ones, the, 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 the fellas that's in my DM, they already know. They over here trying to send me cold train links and shit. Like, they not sending me no damn snowflakes. Train. Yes. <laughs> They've been listening to the show. They know you like jazz. Yeah, they they not they don't know love don't hit don't me with hit it. it. She she, right. she she get she get questions like, "What is your deepest thoughts in the middle?" Yeah, <laughs> I really do. I really do. What did you think on apostles? Like, eh, what? You're not apostle, but Aristotle's like. Aristotle. Yeah, I, I I get all of that. I don't, <laughs> I don't get no no glacier boys. They they know better than that. So, I already know the answer with Liz, but I'm going to ask anyway. Oh, God. What would it take for someone to grab your attention in your DMs? What is this something that you would absolutely overlook? Because there's something Ooh. that I... When, when, when guys enter my DMs and they have typos, I can't. Like, I literally just t- I tune everything out. What do they so, be saying in your DMs, Bethany? Uh, damn, you got fat ass. Uh, (laughs) what's your name? Where you from? Literally, if you go to my bio, my name is there. Right there. So that shows me that you can't read. You don't read. (laughs) Not that you can't. You just don't. You You just choose not to. (laughs) So what, like, what, like the ones that grab your attention, what do they say? To me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I see everything. Um, it's just a matter of if I respond or not, and I usually don't respond. But what determines it that you do? Um, I respond to people who, like, for real, listen to the podcast and they have something to say about the show. I respond to that, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> I really don't be. I don't respond because first, if we don't have any mutual friends that I've never met you before. Uh, and here we are in a pandemic. I don't see myself meeting you or getting to know you anytime soon. So I'm not. I'm so not. It doesn't matter. Like so. Like yeah. Like that question that you asked, that you placed on the floor. Like you saying like the DMs is not the way to gain your attention. Like it's not. Does a man have to have a certain type well, of I mean, status so, or stature yeah, she, or we talked about this some of the girls and i we talked about this in uh in mexico like if 
does it take a blue check, like a verified account, for you to like pay attention? Is it a you certain status? Well, yeah, that's what I'm, I mean. You can, but people buy them because <laughs> it gets people's them. attention. You know what I mean? That's why people buy it because it it's a it's like a status symbol in a way. I have to say, I'm surprised that that shit still works. Like everyone knowing yeah. the ins and outs of how you can basically beef up your pro- portfolio, I'm surprised that people are still like identifying that as some type of like status or something. Yeah. I mean, look, we live in Las Vegas. We work around celebrities and people from all over the world. That shit doesn't impress us. But, uh, you know, Amanda from goddamn Mississippi, who's 25, see a guy with a <laughs> check mark, a verified check, might be like, oh, who is this girl? He might have like 20K followers and she's interested. Literally, that's sometimes all it takes for some people. For me, it means nothing. Ladies, don't be fooled by a blue check. Don't be. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, that definitely don't mean nothing. I've entertained somebody who did that had one picture and like 300 followers. Uh, yes, you told us about the coffee date. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she low-key went on the blind date. If, yeah, we're I mean, on a blind date. Like I like if you're able to showcase your your intelligence and your personality through a DM to me, that takes a certain level of intelligence to be able to do that. So yeah, I I, I would, you know, at one point in time would have you know entertained that. So <laughs> yeah, still well, sticking with my answer, not entertaining anybody in my DMs. Don't try <laughs> it. Don't think about it. Just give up already. <laughs> Uh, trying to help you out but with like with the pandemic and corona and everything being limited like this is this is the social playground now you know like we don't have a lot of interactions like with people so how are you supposed to meet people i'm at work friday through sunday what what is that supposed to be in social with people so she's meeting people at work Mm -hmm. all right Uh, speaking of how is work going like are you guys going to be open until like what is it looking like because the weather Uh, is still hot yeah it it is the the weather's actually been good decent um we are looking to be open until halloween so Mm. halloween will be our last you know day if the weather stays very awesome bruh we went to the club for halloween yeah. Well, the day, the day before Halloween, it was so fucking cold, dog. Yeah, I remember sitting in the car like, y'all be going out in the winter time half naked <laughs> for what? Like I felt we like had on them it was below costumes. thirty. Yeah, them costumes. Now, I, I parked close. I parked close I to the too. entrance, and I like sprinted in my heels and shit. Yep, me too. Ran Inside. all the way to the stairs. Oh Bruh, my God. I just I just rub my body with uh, uh, the stripper's delicacy. You know what I'm saying? Some baby oil. Like you get out the shower, <laughs> rub your body down with the baby oil. Like your it clogs your pores. So you, when you go outside, you ain't fucking hot. That's the trick. Or you're not cold. Got I it. mean, you're not cold. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the trick. Stripper's it delicacy. Work for me. You using the wrong shit. You over here trying to use all this organic shit. You ain't supposed to use the organic shit. You need to get you some old school baby oil gel, not the baby oil liquid shit. The baby oil gel 
right out the shower, like literally right out the shower, take that towel, take all little wet droplet shits off and like just go to town. You ain't gonna be you really not gonna be cold. <laughs> just go to town. <laughs> you really not gonna be cold. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna start sweating. Like, what the fuck? It's cause it clogs your pores. Yo, are we doing anything for Halloween? Besides, I guess you're gonna be at work. But that's daytime. I don't work the night. Mm. Shift. I don't know if I are, like, like I'm just yeah. seeing I like I'm seeing how shit is being ran from the airports to the hospitals, and I'm just really not trusting it, to be honest. Like, niggas, it's it's not, it's beyond niggas acting like we open, but establishments and businesses and corporations are also not taking proper proper precautions. And let's just honest, let's just be honest. This the six feet apart and this this uh, roping off of uh, you know uh, chairs and shit. All it does is just designate you to where the fucking corona is. That's all it does. So, yeah, I'm not fucking trusting it. I don't know if I'm going to do anything. Yeah, because my son is asking, like, oh, I'm so excited for Halloween. Like, you know, oh, he's ready to get a costume and he's ready to go, like, trick-or-treating. I'm like, yeah, so about that. So I was thinking, like, maybe we could do something with our kids and, like, we can. I don't know. The pump Oh, oh, I mean, you guys don't even want to go to the pumpkin patches because those are open. I mean, I mean, we can carve pumpkins at home, dog. We can do that. We definitely <laughs> can do that. Cut, or, you know, pumpkins, you know, do something creative. I'm down. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this after the show. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so um, let's go ahead and talk about Miss Jenny Mai of The Real. She has some things to say. Uh, she is engaged to Mr. Young Jeezy, the snowman. And I guess people, for some reason, have a problem with what she said. So um, she said on the show with her co-host that she wants Jeezy to lead in their marriage while she takes on a more submissive role. Although some people have a negative take on it, Jenny made it made it clear that being submissive in her context doesn't mean that she's lower than her husband. So she went on to say, um, she's like, going into my marriage, I want to submit to my man. And she said, let me explain. When I hear this definition, submitting has a negative connotation. It means that you are less important. You are lower than the person that you're submitting to. It usually can be like, it usually can be referenced as someone who works lower than you. And that's not what I'm referring to here. So she was talking about how she's a dominant woman, how she's a business owner, how she like was managing her own life. But when it comes to coming home to her man, she wants to come home to a man who leads the household. And I'm going to be honest. I 100% agree with agree. everything that she said. I do. Because... We know what it's like to be working women. We are the house managers. We take care of everything from bills to the kids to the food. We are everything as far as nurses, stylists, teachers. teachers. Like we do everything. And this, is, and this is for other people, not just ourselves. Like when we go to mm -hmm. work, we have to manage our finances. We got so much responsibility. Wouldn't it be nice to come home to someone who will just alleviate that? Like, yeah. I, I think, 
I really agree with everything that she said there. What do you think? I definitely agree to everything she said as well. But it's like, I mean, I feel like, honestly, a lot of girls feel this way. I mean, not a lot of girls, because obviously people disagree with what she said. But then, like, we have a problem with men who don't even know how to, you know what I'm saying, be worthy of being submitted to be submit uh to be fuck I can't say it. Submissive <laughs> too. Submissive too. So, yeah. Like yeah. It, it 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 just it just honestly depends on your man and your situation. I yeah, like. I, I think you I think can't main, just get at to everybody. But I think I think I think what's I think what's important here is, is the definition of submiss of 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 submission or sub being submissive. And I think uh uh initially like the 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 definition that a lot of people cling to is a def is a definition that that is uh, highly preached and practiced within religion or the patriarch the patriarchy's you know system <laughs> that we are conditioned in. So like like she made it very clear as to what her definition was, and then when Adrian heard it, she she also agreed that that's not what she thought. You know what I mean? Like Adrian thought of it as someone looking at her as less than and not equal to, and I think that's I think that's what's important. I think that's probably what's rubbing a lot of the women the wrong way is that they're looking at it like oh they come second to their husband, and it's like no, it's to me I think it's important for each participating party to have an understanding of their purpose within the relationship. That way things don't get all haywire you know and then when people understand what their position is y'all can have smoke smooth sailing from there i am i am definitely one of those that that agree with jenny as well i i believe that's that during the women's rights movement that i don't think they really understood what the hell they were taking on like yes we want to be looked at as equal in the work field and and so on but i do think that some of those women assume that if they went into the work field that their men counterpart would like take on more on the domesticated side and that did not happen like oh. they, <laughs> that, that didn't happen and so mm -hmm. now what's has been our like load has been like not only to be you know take care of the home front of like kids cleaning cooking and all that, but we're also like looked at like, oh, you're gonna have a job too, right? You're gonna go get that money, get be just as equally educated, and it's a lot. It takes on a lot. I mean, it's a lot of freaking work to like try to balance all of that. And so, if I'm dealing with a man that comes in and he's not like 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 just like both of you guys said, like you can't just ask for that position you have to be able to to like withstand within that position by providing and mm -hmm. or alleviating some of those responsibilities off of me exactly you yes. know? so it now it doesn't automatically mean that i'm the only one doing the cooking and cleaning i would like both of us to do cooking and cleaning like if you cook better than me nikki let's get to it i'll wash the dishes while you sit up here and chop Smart. up some bell pepper onions <laughs> and celery you feel me like it's, it's it's definitely about teamwork, but I also <laughs> I like and I and I and I and I I say this a lot. I feel like as Black women, we're not given the privilege to really explore our femininity, and um and I think that comes in with that, where it's like I I want to feel like a woman when I'm with my man. You know what I'm saying? Like 
I don't want to feel like I'm like I, I know what it feels like to be a mother to a child. And if I always feel like I'm leading in every situation in my relationship, I'm going to feel like your mother. I do not like that at all. Like I'm going to feel like your mother. So like I, some women might not look at it that way, but I definitely do. Um, it, like I said before, it doesn't mean that we have to have traditional gender roles, but like, you know, I, 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 I like what my man say, don't worry about it. I got it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Like, don't, I, I got that. Okay. This is what we doing. Okay. This is where I see us. Da, da, da. And then, you know, like, of course my, my my voice is definitely counted and just as equally important. But yeah, I, I yeah. I feel like with a lot of black women in particular, we have to, it, it's hard for us to be submissive because that means we have to trust our partner wholeheartedly to, to do their part. And a lot of us have been let down in the past. So it's hard for us to be like, you know what? I'm going to sit back. I'm going to let him do his thing because mm-hmm. Before in other relationships, you may have done that, and someone yeah, has, down. boy, let down big time. Yeah. And so, being submissive is a lot of work. Actually, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not an easy thing to do. You really oh. have to trust your partner. And 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 the trust is the main factor of it. But then this is. I think this is one thing that we also oh, counter out is that in order to give trust, you have to give you have to allow opportunity for you to give trust. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't just completely like shut that, shut that down. Like, Oh yeah, I don't trust these niggas. You know what I mean? Like, well, you never going to trust these niggas because you don't even allow the opportunity to, to give to, for trust to even be earned. But also besides that, and, and I'm not trying to generalize at all, but we do have to like count into the fact of like how our community is set up. You know, women are the, 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 um, the breadwinners in majority of our families, in our fam, in our family structures, you know what I'm saying? And so a lot, just like how as being single, uh, being a father, a father's daughter, like I, I've never seen a man take the lead. I didn't witness that growing up. Yeah. But I have to also think that there's also male you know, black males that grew up that never saw a man lead either. So it's like, where the hell do you pull from? You know what, movies? Like, what the fuck do you pull from to understand, like, the type of state of mind a man should have if he wants to, you know, presume the the position of being the leader of his household? So I think that's another thing where, you know, we kind of do come down on men like, well, these men don't. It's like, well, they really don't. I have a strong female role model. My mama, she's the one who taught me how to, like, the grit, the grind, like, pivot, do what the fuck you got to do. That's who I pull from. But, and that's what Jenny said. Like she grew up with that, and so it's hard to be like, you know what? I'm gonna be submissive. I'm gonna, you know, trust my partner. Mm-hmm. When you've grown up with a woman who leads in every single aspect of her life, so when you're not around it, for me, my dad is a a great provider, leader. He's all that. You know what I mean? So I was able shout to see that. Yeah, shout out, shout out to pops. <laughs> so <laughs> Elizabeth, relax. Relax, Elizabeth, okay? I just gave daddy a shout-out. You know, always trying to give my daddy a shout-out. <laughs> hey, daddy. <laughs> but, like, I literally saw, I know what it's like, you know, to have a man lead. So, if I 
don't see those qualities in you in the dating stage, there's not going to be any submitting happening. So it's just not going to happen. I would love for that because especially working as a dancer in Vegas, like, you know, like I said before, like we are these figures at work. People look up to us. We are these strong, liberated, sexy women. And people just look at us as powerful. When I come home, I want that stripped off. I want to be submissive I because at work I'm this like powerhouse so when I come home I don't want to be that let me be soft and feminine and and Relax. alleviate this shit off of me please yeah did you feel like yeah that to me like yeah um I actually see see but see we pull from two different places when we go on the stage so like, like I said, I grew up with like a, a very strong, I call her iron woman. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like she was my Oprah, my mom, like, you know, so in my everyday, I am a iron fucking woman. Like, you know, like, you know, friends have said, like, I barely see me cry or me touch on emotion or, you know what I mean? Type of thing. Um, and so when I hit the stage, I use the stage to tap into my femininity. I was able to tap into my sex kitten and my submissiveness, like, when I hit the stage. And that's how I would hypnotize these niggas, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> with, you know, like, tapping into that. So me, like, if I was coming home to a partner, I would want to be able to further explore that on a more one-on-one -on -one level instead of like me, you know, tapping into that for performance for everybody. So like it, it was, it's a bit different for me, you know, because like, like I said, outside the stage, I'm mom, you know, I'm the main provider, I'm the cleaner, I'm, you know, trying to run a business, like letting motherfuckers know, like, don't fuck with me. Like that's the type of shield I have on. So, but when I hit that stage, it's a whole different meek. You know, so beast out there. Yeah. So, but I will say that um, uh, another. Oh, what I what I will say is like like I I was able to pull that grit. So, but I also saw saw the downside of it. Like my mom has been remarried four times, and like with each marriage it was a whole different it was a it was a different version of her and i saw how like eventually through she learned her lessons and she became this more submissive and understanding it's like my mom finally has been able to tap into her femininity because my mama back in the day like with me growing up was a whole different woman compared to how she is now with this current husband so through that <laughs> turn like no no I'm serious because like in like the the, the first couple of marriages like when I tell you the way she would just talk to these men you'd be like Crazy. what the fuck now she doesn't you know but like like we said before like your partner has to be able to sustain that position because there has to be not only trust but a level of respect you know with a, yeah. a, a with one another so if I look at you less than and like I said before if I feel like I'm leading and I'm and I'm like low-key being a mom I'm gonna treat you like the six-year-old that you are <laughs> <laughs> I, and, like, what do you think and it's exhausting so vitamins. Right. Stone vitamins 
Well, it's so I, I am like you're gonna get that type of like it's paid, you know, being patronizing, sarcasm. Like you're going to get that from me, you know. But I like nowadays I don't entertain that type of shit. But that like it's in me to do that, you know. So it's like no, like you in order to to ride this ride, you have to have <laughs> in certain qualifications because I know how I'm set up. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a question for y'all. Um, did you guys watch the debate with uh, Kamala Harris and Vice President Pence? Yeah, I sure did. Did you watch? I was, um, oh, okay, okay. See, I was, uh, in Mexico with no signal. (laughs) I couldn't watch. (laughs) So once I was finally able to get back on Wi-Fi, what I saw which, of course, the fly landing on Pence's head was like a headline. I saw that everywhere. Like, like, it was I'm everywhere. From, I'm from the boo, honey. I'm from New Orleans. Like, shit like that is, is an almond. You can't fuck with no nigga that, that a fly could just chill on his head like that. That's as worse as getting your feet swept by the broom. Like, honey, don't do no shit. Like yo. <laughs> yo, what <laughs> Well, my first job was at Dairy Queen, Orange Julius in the mall in Greensboro. And I used to clean up, you know, close up the store at the end of the night. And I accidentally swept my co-worker's feet. Shout out to Sekou. I know he listens to the podcast. <laughs> I swept his feet one night and he flipped, bro. Like, I didn't, because it wasn't like a thing for me and my house but I mean then again it was just me and my mom so like we're not going to be in each other's way but he just like flipped out like you don't you know you don't sweep people's feet ah, honey. But, yeah, that fly on his head it just took over but the only other thing that I really saw like from watching the highlights and like reading you know social media was um, Kamala Harris's uh, facial expressions and people were so focused on her facial expressions. But I'm like, can someone please tell me what she was talking about? Why was everyone so distracted from her face or her tone of voice? Like, and I just feel like as a black woman, and I, I've, I've had this happen to me here in Vegas, where people feel like my facial expressions are just so distracting that I'm labeled as... I have an attitude or I'm hard to work with or whatever. And you get this whole angry black woman label when literally it's just, I'm just being expressive. But when you have someone in the debate um, with Trump and um, Hillary Clinton, Trump was making the ugliest facial expressions. You always make ugly faces. He's so damn ugly, bro. I can't. <laughs> but why do people not focus on these things we know what it is. When you're a black woman, you have to put on this mask to make yourself look like some friendly person to, you know, be likable. Because people are like, oh, I just, I, you know, I'm, I'm an undecided voter. But now that I've seen the way that, you know, Kamala speaks and her facial expressions, so I'm just not going to vote for her. It's like, based on her facial expressions, bro. You're not going to talk about what she actually had to say in comparison to what Pence was talking about. It, it's, it's so annoying. And it really made me think back to like how I made a conscious decision to no longer code switch. Who you see 
right now, this is me all day, every day. I don't code switch. I don't change up my tone. I'm, I'm country. Sometimes you don't hear my accent. Sometimes you, whatever. This is what I sound like. And even when I speak to my son, I talk to Prince just like this. So I don't code switch in any part of my life. I don't care who I'm speaking to. This is what I sound like. Do you guys code switch? Hell no. I never did. And it's not even on some like, on some like, uh, on some like, oh, like, you know, I'm black and I'm proud and I never code switch. No, it's definitely not like that. It's just because I, I, I couldn't. Shit. I fucking couldn't. I, I didn't know how. Like, I tried <laughs> over and over, but it didn't fucking work for me. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> This is definitely what you're going to get. And I've just learned to accept that. Like, definitely. Um, go ahead, E. Um, I feel like I've definitely code switched. Um, to me, I don't know. It's different because I'm not code switching to, like, please anybody. You know what I'm saying? It's just for me. On my, like, I code switch sometimes if it's, like, it depends on, like, the business I'm going in. Like, my modeling career. Like, I can't go in there. I mean, I can go in there and be ratchet, but, like, I'm a little too ratchet. So I have to kind of and talk, like, you know, like, hey, Melissa. Hi, guys. It's Melissa. Hi. (laughs) So (laughs) I kind of do it for, you know, I don't know, like, business, business business-wise. Not not necessarily co-switching to please anybody because I really don't care because eventually you keep talking to me and you're going to see the real me, so. I used to because of business. I worked in corporate and because I know that my name, my name is Bethany Anderson. And when a black girl walks in, I know it throws them the fuck off. It's like, yeah, who we expected. Elizabeth, (laughs) yeah, I'm like, yeah, right. And so I, I used to really like that. I really liked like kind of giving them the okie doke like ah, <laughs> my name got me in a room. <laughs> yeah. But but when I used to work um, for this hotel company, this hotel group, um, I worked in customer service and I used to answer phones a lot. And so people used to get distracted by my accent. Oh my God, where are you from? And so I tried to cover my accent just so I could just do business and not have to worry about having this small talk about where I'm from. I don't care that your grandma was raised in Raleigh. Who gives a, gives a fuck? So I was like, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want people to hear my accent. So that was one thing that I used to do, but I got to a point where I'm like, I need to be, I need to be fully accepting of who I am, where I come from. This is my accent. This is where I'm from. You know, because being a black woman from the South, like I've only been able to trace my roots to South Carolina. (laughs) That's where it stops. So I'm going to embrace it. This is, this is what I know. This is who I am. And this is what you're going to get. And not only that, if you look at social media, there's a lot of uh, non-black women who want this flavor that we naturally have. And so they put on this these black scents or whatever. They darken their skin. They get tans or whatever to, to emulate what we have naturally. So why try to cover it up? You know what I mean? Right. But do you think that, like, enunciating your words to just project clear is, you know what I mean? Like, I do you, because I, I feel like there's a difference, you know, like, 
I think because I, I think there's a formal way of talking and then there's an informal way of talking. But then I think that what, what makes code switching code switching is the intent behind why you feel you need to do that shit. You feel me? Like, yeah, like mm-hmm. I'm not about to sit up here and, and conduct a meeting. You know what I mean? Like with a whole bunch of bitches and motherfuckers. I'm not. The only reason why is because I feel like it's going to interfere with whatever we got planned or, you know, uh, like whatever's on the schedule. So I'm going to try to be as clear and as precise as possible. But I don't feel like I'm trying to do that or talk formally to like impress anybody else. Like, nah, fuck that. Like, you're not about to yeah. get all that. You know? Yeah, I get that. Um, but what the thing with, uh, how do you say her name? Kamala? Kamala. Okay. <laughs> what the thing with Kamala is, let's, I, like, I, I'm not going to sit up here and act like she wasn't doing that. Like, she wasn't, you know, being condescending at times or making certain faces. She absolutely was. Who the fuck cares? If you saying some bullshit, I'm not going to sit up here and fucking smile. Like, I'm, you're my opponent. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. debating just like the court. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm on the court and I'm making a face at you, it's because you're my opponent. We're going against each other. And honestly, like, that narrative is something that, you know, the right wing is trying to perpetuate. So that way, you know what I mean? It can condition people to look at black women a certain way. And it's right. sad. It's definitely sad. But who but the you fuck know what's cares? funny? On social media, people like to use black women as reaction, like gifts and videos right. and memes. Like they love Nene Leaks and New York and all these different women with the, you know, they're very expressive. But when it comes to this, we, we're we supposed to just not, we're supposed to be mute. We're not supposed to have any facial expressions. We're supposed to be dead in the face. Like what? why? Right, but both both candidates are back. And you can tell. And I'm gonna be honest, let's like, like I'm gonna get off of our, get off of Sister Girl real quick and get on to this fucking uh this this demon of a dude. Like he looks like he's like grandmaster of some KKK white supremacist <laughs> plan. Like he's I'm so I'm gross. just he definitely does. And I don't know if anybody has seen uh Lovecraft Country, but he looked like <laughs> he can be one of the police officer characters on Lovecraft Country. Like and then, like, it was between the pink eye and the fly. Like, something ain't right. And then you can tell that he was purposefully, like, trying to, like, give her her flowers. Like, oh, yeah, we appreciate when that. Like, being, it's low-key being nice, na- nasty. As though mm-hmm. we are dumb enough where we can't see you, my nigga. Like, we fucking see you. And And I guess that's what my whole thing is, is, like, with... Damn, why I keep forgetting her name? Kamala? Kamala. 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 I be wanting to say Kamala. Kamala, like, be yourself. Be your fucking self. Like, be who you were. Be who you were on that stage when you were going against Biden. Like, be, because it's going to be an offset. Joe is really smooth and real, like, you know, he gives you smooth jazz kind of feels, like some Kenny G, and you are the (laughs) fire. Like... (laughs) You're the fire, so be that, you know, and be strong. Like, don't sit up here and conform for these motherfuckers because they can, they can see it and they're gonna, they're gonna deem it as weak. Because just like how you saw, just like how you said, people were talking about her facial expressions. There was also some other people that they felt like she was, in, uh, she was intimidated and she was weak as a, like a weak speaker. So, 
sister girl either way she was gonna be yeah so be you 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 know who she reminded me of though claire huxtable no she did not don't say that no she did not no so let me let me let me speak so i felt like she reminded me of claire because it was almost like she's talking to a child like it's almost kind of like i'm speaking like let me speak like she's yeah condescending yeah yeah but that's because because he he, he absolutely deserves that no, but Claire has a grace to it. Like, let's, I'm going to be honest. Like, you could tell she was nervous. Well, that's Felicia Rashad. But I'm saying, yeah. like. No, but I'm talking about Claire. I'm talking about Claire the character. I know I know that it's Felicia Rashad. I'm talking about Claire the character. Claire has a, her whole character had a whole grace to her. So when she spoke, she had this very motherly, nurturing, nurturing grace about her. But you knew she was about business. And she also exuded confidence. Kamala, Kamala does not exude confidence, and you can tell she was ex- you could tell she was nervous. If you pull up the tape and compare that debate to the debate against Biden, those are two different Kamalas. She has to come and be confident and stand behind her stance and stand behind her words and be who she is. I know that she can do it, but she definitely did not dis- uh, d- showcase that on that stage. Like, and they still tore her apart. She was she was. She was deliberately trying to be submissive and trying to be, you know, more likable. And she tried the whole little bang with the little clip. Sister girl, be you. Be you. They going to tear you apart no matter what. No matter what. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely over here, I got I got Claire Huxtable vibes cuz it's like she's talk, talking to fucking Theo Huxtable to me cuz Mike Pence is just like he's so vapid. I can't with him. I'm I, I I still and it's so crazy it's so ironic that right when he start talking about sexism the fly was like oh that's my cue like oh bullshit bullshit coming out your mouth oh, okay like and landed right on his motherfucking head like how the fuck you gonna get on national TV and state that systemic racism does not exist if you what. Because what? they want they want black people in America? To, to make in, it feel to make us feel like we are just making shit up. Like we're living in some alternate universe where we're we're experiencing things that no one else can see. It's clear as day. I mean, after everything that's happened in 2020, like alone, 2020 alone, for you to get on a national that just lets me know your whole fucking stance. And let's be honest, I'm a I'm thankful they did not impeach Trump. Because we would have that demon of a motherfucker as president. And we talked about that last week. He honestly is worse than Trump. Yeah. Trump is really the puppet. That, that All right, y'all. Out of Shawishka, whatever the shit, like, <laughs> <laughs> like burn into his arm or some shit, like. All right, y'all. We're going to move on to our red light special. If you guys have a question for the ladies of the Crazy Sexy Cool podcast, shoot us a DM at Crazy Sexy Cool Pod on Twitter or Instagram. Or send us an email at crazysexycoolpod at gmail.com. And today we have one from Lindsay. She writes, hey, I have a question for the Red Light Special segment. I love the show and I really love how dope you all are as moms. I am a new mommy and I really miss being a bad bitch. Did you or the other girls struggle with your self-image or self-confidence? Because I am. My daughter is almost a year old and it has been hard for me to pull myself together. My daughter's dad made a comment about working out again, but with COVID, I really don't want to go to the gym and I'm not motivated at home. 
I just don't feel like myself since giving birth. Maybe it's postpartum blues or something. I don't know. I just want to know if you ladies ever felt this way because I'm the only mom out of my group of friends. Thanks for taking the time to read this. Thank you, Lindsay, for uh, for sending that. I appreciate it because look, <laughs> this has been a whole process to get to who I am right now. So did you ladies want to speak on this? Yeah. She said she missed being a bad bitch, so. <laughs> Lindsay, you should always feel like a bad bitch, but um, I definitely experienced, you know, I didn't go through postpartum um, after giving birth. I don't know. I would call it like mommy blues. Like I didn't feel like myself. Like I felt disgusting. Um, I have insecure issues, you know, and still do. And I still have to bring myself out of it by telling myself that I'm a bad bitch, you know. Um, but yeah, it took it took a while. It took a lot of uh, regaining confidence in yourself um, for me personally, because um, I, I felt like also I felt like being a mom, like my life was over, like everything was over, like my modeling career was over. I literally had to be mom 24-7. And I, as I got older and start seeing, you know, different stuff, I'm like, I don't have to do that. I don't have to be like mommy with stockings on. And you know what I'm saying? Like I could still be sexy <laughs> mommy. Like I don't have to be, you know. Grandma, mommy, like that's wait, what I thought wait, I had you, to be. Wait, you wore stockings? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see, okay. I could see Liz with like the, the knee highs on. The fuck? The skirt. Oh, that, what was like, what, what you did? Did you have lyric like on like a Amish? <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> like, no. like, what the fuck? Like. See, no. you see, you see Liz with the two curls with the bun. <laughs> no. <Okay. laughs> I wore my hair like that before. <laughs> no. Who, who didn't know that? <laughs> with stockings, with stockings though. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I didn't wear it with those stockings. Fuck y'all. Anyway, Lindsay. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I didn't go through postpartum. Um. I literally, me going back to the gym actually made me regain confidence back in myself. So literally at home, you could do workouts at home. You don't have to go to the gym. You got to do fine. Make yourself feel beautiful. I don't know. You got to figure it out your own way. What about you ladies? I don't know. Did you guys experience for, that? For me, it took a long time for me to get back into the groove of things. Like I remember when I got the call um, they asked me to come back to dance and they're like, yo, you know, we have an audition on this day, you know, wear your black bra and your black booty shorts and your heels. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I will say though, that I didn't struggle with weight after having my son. I really, it was a snapback and I'm grateful for Lucky. that. But even, but even though I did have a snapback emotionally and mentally, it was not a snapback. That mm -hmm. shit took a long time for me to get to a point where I was comfortable in myself. So I went to this audition. Prince was almost two years old. And here I am with these new boobs because I didn't have no titties before. I got these milk-filled boobs. I didn't have a bra that fit. I still kind of had like a little mommy pouch thing little going on because I really didn't like work out. I was just home 
mom, stay at home mom 24 seven. Um, and I, I didn't like going to the gym cause Prince and the whole, like, you know, the little kids area where you, you know, take your kids like YMCA or the gym or whatever, and you leave them. He used to scream. He was just, they used to call me over the intercom, like, come and get your child. He is. Yeah. I used to take lyric. Oh my God. Um, so I went to this audition and this is my first time being half naked in front of people for the first time. And so they turned on music and I couldn't dance. I couldn't find the Did you beat. lose your rhythm? Did you lose your rhythm? I, lo- I lost my rhythm, dog. Like I could yeah. not, I couldn't even fucking two-step. Like yeah. I had been a dancer for years and here I am at an audition and they're playing some simple like like how and I couldn't even find the beat. Like I lost my rhythm. But they like what they saw and I got the job and I was like, okay. But it really took me getting back into dancing and getting to the like what I used to do before becoming a mom to like segue back into bad bitchdom. If you want to well, call it how bitchdom. long how long would y'all say it took y'all to get oh God, mine's was just bruh, last year. Like, bro, I couldn't do my makeup. I couldn't dress myself. Like, if I was going out to meet some friends for for drinks or something, I'm looking in my closet. Like, how do I even like put an outfit together? I just felt like I just lost my whole zhuzh. Like, I just wasn't myself. I couldn't. I couldn't lay my hair. Like, my makeup was whack. Everything was just whack. And because. All of my focus was on my child. So everything when it came to anything personal, I, 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 I just couldn't. So it, it really took me. I probably was working for like two months before I fell into a groove of like, okay, I'm, I'm starting to recognize myself again. Like it's not going to be a, um, a moment where you just like, oh, I feel like myself and I'm, you know, I'm, it, it's a gradual thing but I feel like it's something that you absolutely do have to work on but it's something that you have to pull from who you were before you became a mother like you're you're not defined as a mother like you shouldn't allow people to define you you shouldn't be defined as you know who you are as a mother solely as yeah like it's yeah like you are a number of things outside of you you are Lindsay you know, like you were, and you were Lindsay before your baby came, and you're gonna be Lindsay after your baby has come. Yo, did you guys experience this? Like when people would call you, they would immediately, "Where's the baby? How's the baby?" Like they wouldn't say, "Hey, Meek. Hey, Elizabeth. How you doing?" It's mm-hmm. like, "Where my baby at? What they doing?" Like, send me pictures. I come, you know, like it's all remember. about the child, mm-hmm. bro. It's all I don't know. Well, hey, how after are you? That. <laughs> like, um, hey, I'm here. I'm I'm doing okay. Thanks for asking. Like sarcastically, like hello, I'm a whole woman here. Asking like, I'm right. don't forget about who I am. You know what I mean? Right. Not. I mean, I don't find that to be selfish because some people are like, well, you're a mom now, so you're supposed to be no. What the fuck I'm does that woman. mean? Uh, right. What, and and I'm honest. My, you know my who question. I really, you know who I really loved as a mother, Amber Rose, because she was just like, yeah, I'm a mama. But you still gonna get these uh young Miami young Miami famous words by young Miami. Well, because I had a baby, you think my pussy ain't gonna work no more? Okay. <laughs> no, no, for sure. You know what the sad part is with all of that though, is that like it's it 
what I'm learning is that we really don't know all that we need to know when it comes down to the birthing experience. And it's mainly because it's not shared. You know, like you, you find nine months pregnancy, labor, and now mom. But there's so many things that happen in those, you know, in between areas. I always say, like, it took me two and a half years to even to even be able to to even be able to reintroduce myself to myself. And I know you said like you you right be like you got to pull from the the person you were before but the way I look at it is I I completely just redefined who I was. Like and if you just and Lindsay if you think about it like on like a on a on a uh by by uh like like a body from a body standpoint you're not the same person. Your body has gone through this this major transformation. You gave given birth to a human being, and within yourself right now, you're going through a chemical balance. Like your body has to rebalance. Absolutely. Itself. So yeah. it's like you're not the same person. If you don't feel like you're the same person, it's because you're not. But you do have to start nurturing yourself mentally, spiritually, and physically to like rebuild yourself and redefine. I say you don't have to start with exercise. Just start with the food that you're eating. There's certain foods that it's certain foods that will help you produce more of the happy hormone that eventually will lift your mood. You know, like because that it, it all it's all science. It's it's definitely all science, and it's a lot of people that that's not going to understand what you're going through. You so, know what? Like, that's so funny that you say that because I breastfed for three and a half years. So I feel like after two and a half years, like I really found myself again. I was comfortable with like who I was. And once I stopped breastfeeding, no one told me that depression can set in after you stop breastfeeding. And I remember thinking like, everything is going so well in my life. Like, why am I so like sad? And I found out because I was producing so much oxytocin, the love hormone, every time I would breastfeed, it dropped dramatically once I stopped. So I wasn't getting that love hormone flowing right. through anymore. And so once I knew what was going on, cause like you said, me, people don't talk about this. Like women need to share their stories more about like what it's what like. What you're going from, through from like, each step. Like for real, once that baby is out of you, your body is changing like by the day. Yeah. Like you can, like you can give birth and like, of course it hurts, <laughs> but your body has adrenaline that's kicking in. So you don't automatically like feel the pain until maybe a day or two later, you feel like you got hit by a fucking bus. Yeah, like no one ran is telling over you. in reverse. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. And no one is telling you like day by day, things are changing within you. And right. it doesn't stop once your baby is one. It doesn't stop when your baby is two. Like it's literally like, I feel like women continue to go through changes up until like the kid is start school because I, I think it's our, even surpassed like, that. Yeah, I, I think, think it's surpassed that, that because I'm yeah. like, I'm, and it, cause it, it, it definitely does have to, it, it definitely does correlate with your relationship with your child because just like how you have that oxytocin from breastfeeding, you also experience that with co-sleeping. So yeah. if your baby is, you know, times where I would, where I'm like at home by myself and I'm sleeping by myself, I would notice that my mood has has changed. Or even when you realize that like your your baby has a you're gonna always be mommy, but like your baby has a, another favorite person. Like
for like a mental like charge you know what I mean that you still have to battle with and like deal with so like people don't people don't let you know that like when your baby is potty trained they there's another part that they don't need you for so right. as they gain independence you're kind of like oh shit like right you know but so, that's the danger that. that's the danger in 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 um folk like mainly focusing on like you know like contributing your whole uh your whole your identity yeah your whole identity to just your baby and the way i like to say it is uh a better you is a it, it automatically for a better mom so whatever that Amen. is it, it definitely like you know healthy so i'm not trying to say if you feel like you know you out here smoking crack makes you a better you you know, you know what, what I mean? What? Like, crack his <laughs> nose. She be doing too much. Like, you know, so damn extra, like, but, but hey, like, like just like Bethany, like, you tote some weed and it, and it relaxes you. If that puts you in a better mood around your baby, like, your baby is going to benefit from that. Your baby. Feel your that ba- energy. Exactly. Babies are highly, like, sensitive to energy around them. I realized that, like, Anytime I felt the mommy blues come around, my baby would cry like crazy. My mom would come in and be like, you know what? I'm just going to take him. And she would take him to her house. So that way I could, like, get myself together and then bring him back around. So it's like, it's a for real thing. Like, you have to nurture, you have to nurture yourself and nurture, and and like I said before, redefine who Lindsay is. You know, like you, yeah, you you gonna always be a bad bitch, but this now you making it a whole different step of like what that bad bitch looks like. And the and the beautiful thing is, she can be whatever the fuck you want her to be. If Absolutely. she got pink hair, you know what I'm saying? Like long ass nails, like your baby is gonna love every inch of you. It doesn't give a, it doesn't matter what it, the outside world has to say. Yeah, and it just might take time. Like like for me, like I really had to like re uh define who I was what I liked I had to refine redefine like what do Elizabeth like what do I like like I didn't know what color I liked anymore I didn't know what type of food I liked anymore because solely I gave like everything to my baby and I forgot who I was so I had to learn what I wanted and what I liked all over again so it definitely takes time and it's not and it's not a bad thing it's just your your own time and your own process right and also also Mm -hmm. another thing to pull from too is like not like it's to think of like the if i say if you're if you're because i know i know this impacted me i'm raising a son so me raising a son has definitely changed how i interact with men you know like i'm very i'm way more like the men i choose to entertain and because Mm -hmm. i know that eventually if if they become a major factor in my life, it's going to trickle down to my son. So it's the same thing, like, if you, I don't know if you have a son or a daughter, but even if you have a daughter, a daughter. You, you, have, you think of, like, well, what kind of qualities do I want my daughter to pull from? Now, you have to be realistic. Now, you can't sit up here and try to become, like, Michelle Obama overnight. You know, even Michelle Obama would, would, would fucking tell you that. But, like, there's things that you can, like, you know, practice within yourself where you, like, it you know I want my I want my son to pick up what a routine looks like and what re- being responsible looks like what healthy communication looks like like and so I had to start learning those qualities because I didn't have those qualities <laughs> you know before Elijah I start picking up those qualities because I knew that that was something I want I wanted my son to to pick up but I had but of course you have to exemplify that in order for them to pick that up 
So it's definitely, so it definitely your, takes time. To answer your question, Lindsay, it's, it's uh, a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, the gym may not be the answer. Mm-hmm. It's more than working out and getting your body right. It's a lot of mental and emotional work that you have to do as well. And also, you got to also, sorry to cut you off, but also you have to think of when you go to the gym, all you're going to do, like right now, your cup is not full. Your cup is probably less than 50%. And what I mean by that is like your 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 self-esteem, your, you know, your insecurities may be flared, which is okay. It's a part of the process, but it might not be too healthy to go into an environment where you're probably going to like compare yourself to other people and you don't even know what their journeys and stuff is. Bruh. I always say like, you know, get your mental right before you try to get on the physical because if you don't, you're going you're not going to see the results that you want to see. True. Start at because home. <laughs> it starts at so home I did. like I started at home. Home base for mm-hmm. sure. All right. So, we're going to close this episode, but before we do, Miss Meek, do you have a quote that you would like to share with us? Um, so I don't have a quote, but I do have uh, Go Lakers. <laughs> I do have uh, an important message. So, yesterday was uh, International Mental Health Awareness. And so this is like a perfect segue into that. Like we said before, um, when we were talking to our amazing listener, Lindsay, mental health is so important and it's not talked about um, quite often and conversations are not brought up. And that's the way we're able to learn and gain knowledge on mental health. And it's very important, especially amongst the black community, um, 17% you know, that's like one out of five black folks suffer from some type of mental illness disorder, which which relates to like seven million people. That's a lot of fucking people. So, you know, it's real important to like reach out, find the resources, you know, communicate, share stories and get the in- intended help that you need. If you have any questions, like either speak to a trusted trusted <laughs> and i emphasize the word trusted yes or family member or seek out the proper like research groups or like community groups where you don't even have to share your story you can just sit in and just hear so that way you know that you're not alone um yeah Amen. so i just want to bring that up i love it all right y'all thank you so much for tuning in we uh would love for you guys to subscribe watch us on youtube we are on count the things network on youtube where you can see everyone from black opinions matter to wednesday service with naima woke bros we got so much going on thank you so much for tuning in to us and we will see you guys next week holla go lakers Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. 
See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.